0: Bismillah walhamdulillah alhamdulillah wa salatu was salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadh al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam.
1: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم illallah لِلَّهِ al-Adi, and alayhi wa sallam wa ta'ala, Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammadan wa alayhi wa Sahabihi wa sallam wa Jma'in, Kitab al-Adi Imam al-Nawi wa Rahim wa Allah wa wa Al ور حثث من رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يريبك يريبك الى ما لا يريبك فان رواه hadith وقال Sahih. صحيح الحسن بن علي بن ابي طالب رضي الله عنهما narrates I memorize from the messenger of Allah abstain from that which causes you doubt in favor of that which does not cause you doubt could say, leave that which makes you doubt for that which does not make you doubt. Because truthfulness brings peace of mind to manina. There is rest and tranquility in the heart when that it relates to Sutr Riba, whereas falsehood causes constant doubt. It's something that is unsettling inside. So, this hadith is narrated by the son of Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib, the brother of Sayyidina Hussein, and the grandson of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wa and the uh, great Imam of this religion and one of the greatest people who ever walked on the face of this earth after the prophets and messengers, the two grandsons of the Prophet Sayyidina Hassan and Sayyidina Hussein with the Rehanate. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Prophet himself is the one who named him al Hasan, and gave him the kunya Abu Muhammad and he was born in the middle of Ramadan in the third year of the hijra according to the dominant opinion and he died as a martyr after being poisoned by his own wife after she was enticed to do so by Yazid ibn Muawiyah. And on one occasion, the Prophet was delivering a sermon, and the Hadith says that al Hasan. So you can imagine the Prophet is delivering a khutbah, a sermon, and saying Hasan that comes up to the Prophet and comes to him while he's delivering. And so means he climbed up to the Prophet and then the Prophet grabbed him, and then turned to the people and said. That in the Ibni had a seed, even though it was his grandson, he said, Ibni, this son of mine is a Sayyid, is a Sayyid with all of its meanings. And we were talking about that in class yesterday all of the meanings of Sayyid. They are someone who, that people turn to in times of hardship, they are leaders amongst their people, they are people that are so forbearing that their anger cannot incite them to lose control and so forth and so on. They're generous. These are the true meanings of siada, and that's why they're in the position of leadership. And the greatest meaning of siada is that of Rasulullah sallallahu and then of his blessed family members from the Ahl al-Bayt. And so he says about Sayyid hasan إِنَّ Ibni seed, The son of mine is a Sayyid, وَلَّعَدَ اللَّهُ and Yusliha and perhaps that Allah is going to use him to rectify between two great parties of the believers that are against one another. And this is one of the more and miracles of the Prophet where he informed of something happening before it happened because this is exactly what transpired. And when the after the passing of Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib and Sayyidina Hassan went out and the opposing army was that Muawiyah was a Sahabi, and before that the fight began, is that he then uh, negotiated with Muawiyah that he would uh, hand over the Khilafah for certain conditions. And so he passed it over to him. And one of the reasons that he did it was to preserve the blood of the believers so that more people wouldn't die. And so, Sayyidina Hassan is. Uh, the grandson of the Prophet وسلم, and the progenitor, along with his brother Al Hussein, of Ahl al Bayt Rasulillah in the east, from the east to the west. And um, that he was from the wisest of people, the most generous of people. And when you hear stories about him, it should increase you in love of him and his brother. And that all of their offspring, and their mother and their father and their grandfather. And they're known as Ahl al-Kisa, the people of the cloak or the covering. And they're from the household of the Rasul. And we draw near to Allah through the love of them, and through the love of their offspring. And if we love them, it will be a means for us to enter into paradise with them. So he narrates this hadith. And he says, that I memorized the following words of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Da So it's a valid common to say oh, and that riba is doubt. It's like shak. It's like doubt. And so the Prophet is saying here: Leave that which makes you doubt for that which does not make you doubt. And the Prophet is giving us a criterion here where we can be in tune with the state of our hearts because the latter part of the Hadith that puts us in touch with the state of our heart because sidr, truthfulness, is Tomanina. And what this means is if you find in any matter that you incline towards it and you don't have this unsettling or unwavering feeling in your heart and there's tranquility and your heart is at rest it is a sign that, that is a good thing and it is a sign that is a fair of Sidq, it is a fear of truth and because the nature of the believer the stronger our belief becomes the more naturally repulsed we will be from Kithub from lying or any type of manner Manifestation of falsehood. This is the nature of the believer. And so the stronger our Iman, the more that we can trust the feeling of our heart. And then when our Iman becomes complete, then we can trust it even more. And so the, one of the greatest examples of that is when Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab came to Sayyidina Abouk al-Siddiq and asked him to... Combine all of what was written down from the Qur'an into one mushaf. And the first response of Sina Buker was, is that how could we do something that the Prophet didn't do? Because it was all written down during his time, and the foundation is the oral transmission. But it was also that written down entirely in his life, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, But it was compiled during the time of Sina Buker siddiq And at first he said, how can I do something the Prophet didn't do? And then eventually, Allah expanded his heart that this was something important to do. And Sayyidina Umar and saying, I knew that it was good when the heart of Sayyidina Abu Sadiq expanded, yani inshallah, for this, to do this. And so that the stronger that our faith becomes, the more in tune we have to be with, our, we can be with our hearts in relation to what we should do and what we should not do, whether something is good or whether it is bad or is a matter of truth, or whether it is Falsehood. And so the command here, they do mention is amru Nadab. It's a command, but it is a command that has the legal ruling of being recommended because there's a difference of opinion. But the Tawakki Shubuhat, avoiding doubtful matters, is something that is recommended. um, And this is moving up in the degrees of Taqwa. You want to first rid your life of Kufr, of disbelief. And then you want to rid your life of the haram. But then that third level of taqwa is taqwa shubuhat. Where now you start to avoid doubtful matters. And that's a long discussion about what exactly constitutes a doubtful matter. Uh, but that has to be looked at at a later time. And then one more hadith. When Abi Sufyan Abi Hab, Ibn Har, anhu, fi hadithi fi فماذا يأمركم يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال سفيان كنت اعبد الله وحده لا تشركوا شيئا ما وَيَأْمُرُنَا بِالصَّلَاةِ والصدق, والصدق والعفاف وَالصِّيلَةَ متفق عليه ابو so سفيان Sufyan, بن حرب رضي الله عنه narrates from his lengthy conversation with Heraclius that Heraclius asked what does he referring to the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم order you to do Abu Sufyan said I replied, says, I replied, he tells us, worship Allah alone and do not ascribe partners to him and abandon what your fathers believed in. He also commands us to establish the prayer to be truthful. This is in the chapter on Siddq, To be truthful, to remain chaste and to maintain family ties. So this is a in reference to a long hadith. And this is before Abu Sufyan became Muslim. And when he went into uh, the... Uh, visit Harakal, who was the eastern in charge of the Eastern Byzantine Empire at the time, and then he asked him a number of questions, and it's a beautiful hadith uh, to uh, to read. And towards the end, that he says, "Is that if what you say is true that he's going to own what is between beneath my two feet?" And so Abu Sufyan became Muslim much later, uh, but then, Alhamdulillah, that he. That started practicing, uh, he became Muslim, and as I say, hasuna islamahu, is that he was a good Muslim, and um, that uh, he became Muslim on the night of the Fatmakkah. and it was from a, what are known as the Mu'allafa, those the people that had status amongst their people that hearts needed to be reconciled and to brought close, and during the Battle of Hunain. The Prophet gave him that an abundant amount of wealth, from uh, including that uh, they said that uh, that one hundred camels, and he likewise gave to that both of his sons, and then Abu Sufyan said, wallahi Allah, inna that you are generous. Fadaka abi wa ummi, my father and mother be ransom for you?" And then he praised the Prophet and uh, then the Prophet sallallahu put him in charge of uh, the people of Najran. So th- this is a part of a long hadith in the story of Harakal, which is the name Heraculus of the Eastern Byzantine king. And then he asked Abu Sufyan during that time, because he was inquiring about what it is that he had heard, what does he command you to do, asking about the Prophet sallallahu and then he responds to him and saying is that to first and foremost worship Allah only and not to associate any partners with him and then that to that abandon what your fathers believed in i.e. the false beliefs that they had and then he commands us to salah prayer and sidq and truthfulness and then afaf which he uh, translates here as to remain chaste, but it's broader than that, and that afaf is a state of restraint, clemency, um, abstention, whereby which you avoid any type of act of disobedience and anything that would take from your muru'ah, your legal respectability. And then wasila, and he translates it here as maintaining family ties, but it it refers to family ties, and maintaining ties with all of those that you're supposed to maintain ties with okay so your neighbors other people and as i mentioned is that from the greatest that respect that you can show to your parents is that you keep in touch with the people that were close to them during their lives even after they pass so you know your father had a close friend and you call them from time to time you go visit them from time to time because they were close to your father, or your mother. وَحَكَدَىٰ And this is what our Deen teaches you. So kinship bonds definitely, and then even all of the other ties that we are supposed to keep, people that uh, did something good for you in the past, hakadah in its broadest meaning. So He says that this is what He used to command us to. And the point here of the it's, it's in the chapter on Sikh, this is one of the things that the Prophet called to, which is, was Sidhq. And Allah Ta'ala blesses to be people. That truthfulness in in all of its meanings and move up in its degrees.
0: Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full time, part time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at and connect with our other online content at المقاصد.org backslash connect